Welcome to Step Up to the Microphone. It's a great day to be alive. Are you awake yet? Have you woken up? Do you see what's going on in the world today? It's total bizarro world going on, and we need to wake up. We are at the precipice of a major fundamental change in the world Neither it's going to go the way of good or the way of evil. So we need to make our choice that it's going to be good and push for the good. We cannot continue to let bizarro world run free and run rampant and destroy everything that we stand for. We must step up and speak out. We must do as our forefathers did and make a stand. It's time for us to be prepared for what's coming. So let's get into this. Let's start with our Bizarro World headlines of the day. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been suspended off of Twitter again for wishing everyone a happy Easter. How do you get suspended off of a social media platform for wishing someone happy Easter or everyone happy Easter? I know they hate her guts, but that is just plain wrong. What are we coming to? The next thing we know, someone's going to say hello on Twitter. They're going to be a conservative and they're going to be booted. They're not going to say anything offensive. They'll just be booted because they've said something conservative in the past. Or they'll say, hello, thank you, I support Donald Trump, and oh, we have to boot you because you support Donald Trump. What have we come to? We're allowing these big tech companies to bully us. It's about time we stop. Here's another thing. I'm getting this off the Western Journal. The Democrat court packing scheme, we need to learn from Venezuela. Venezuela did this back in 2004. Here's an excerpt from what the Western Journal said about it. In 2004, Chavez's allies had a ma- held a majority in Venezuela's National Assembly, their Congress, passing a law that increased the number of judges on the Venezuelan Supreme Court from 20 members to 32. First Liberty Institute recounted. Those seats were quickly filled with Chavez loyalists, but it would not be the last time those in power manipulated the court for political gain. After the court was packed, it never issued a ruling against the Chavez regime. The hyperpartisan fixing of the court quickly devastated Venezuela's constitutional structure. In 2017, the Supreme Court issued a shocking and dystopian ruling stripping the country's National Assembly of its powers, allowing the magistrates to assume legislative duties. Do you see what's happening? The Ninth Circuit Court is adding more judges. We don't need to be adding more judges. We need to replace the bad ones, but we can't replace the bad ones with a bad regime in place. They want to pack the court. They want to take away your freedom. They want to make it dystopian. They want to force their way upon you. That's wrong. They are trying to subvert the United States Constitution. They are trying to take away free speech, guns, and any other choice that we want to make for ourselves. Whether or not we want our babies to live. They're trying to take all of that away. Why? Power. Control. And also... They're just plain evil. There, I said it. They're just plain evil. And we need to stand up against them. We need to quit cowering. We need to show them who's boss. 
They are not the boss. We are. It's time for us to stand up. Now here's another story from the Western Journal. The Harristown Heritage Foundation has turned down funds from big tech. Why would a foundation turn down funds from big tech? Oh yeah, big tech was bribing them. They were trying to force their way on the United States election of 2020. Heritage Foundation said no. And now we are seeing more conservative-sided companies, think tanks, politicians telling big tech, no, we don't want your money. Keep it. Why? Because they're trying to buy power and influence. And these people do not want to be bought off and have our vote and our voice bought off and taken away from us. You see how these things are correlating? First we have Marjorie Taylor Greene kicked off of Twitter for 12 hours. Next we have the Supreme Court. They're going to try to pack it. They're going to start with the lower level courts. And then they're trying to buy off all of the think tanks, politicians, anyone involved in Congress and politics. Do you see what's happening? Are you prepared? Are you awake yet? I say this because I'm reminded of a certain part of Acts 2 when Peter is talking about the church and growing it and he says be saved from this perverse generation he knew we'd be perverse and that generation was perverse so he said to be saved from them I mean there's a bunch of good stuff in Acts 2 we should really look at it so we'll get into that now because Acts 2 is what we need to be prepared for that's what's happening so let's pay attention to it and it's talking about the Holy Spirit is about to be unleashed upon the earth in Acts 2 I'll set the scene for you Peter and the disciples are in the upper room and they get flooded with the Holy Spirit they start speaking in tongues everyone thinks they're drunk they're like oh yeah you've been drinking all night yeah and Peter says no we've been up this is only but the third hour of the day we've been awake we have been filled with the Holy Spirit and then he prophesied to them. He preached to them. He brought many to Christ that day. So let's go over this a little bit. Let's start with this. This was the first major wave of the Holy Spirit since Christ had died. This was the first major outpouring. And what happened? He gifted the disciples with tongues. Now, I know a bunch of people in church are sitting there. You shouldn't be speaking in tongues. That's the devil. But no, it's not the devil. If the Holy Spirit comes upon you and has you to speak in tongues, then he has you to speak in tongues. That's not all he did. He gave them knowledge. Lots of knowledge. And then Peter preached the good news. And he quoted the prophet Joel from the Old Testament and King David. And most people don't realize that King David had a prophetic voice as well. But both of them were quoted in this passage. And I'm going to read some of what was quoted. And it shall come to pass, and this is in chapter 2, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke 
The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And that's talking about when Jesus comes back from heaven to just go ahead and kick butt. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And when we're talking about Lord, that is actually from the Greek word kurios. It's an adjective meaning having power or authority. So Jesus will have power and authority over us. We need to be calling for his name there, don't we? Then it goes on and Peter says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you, by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death. So he let them know, you know, Jesus was sitting there doing all these works in front of you, you knew they were from God, but you kept quiet and let him be crucified. You kept your mouth shut, you didn't say anything, you just let it happen. And remember, Peter's the one that denied Jesus three times. So that's pretty bold of him, but he, yeah, he let him have it. And then he goes and quotes King David out of Psalms. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. That was something King David prophesied about Jesus right there. About one of his great-great-great-grandsons. And it all came true. Now why do I bring this up? Why do I bring this passage in Scripture up? Of all passages. Of all chapters. That's a great question. Because today's Easter, we had Easter services, which, let's call it the right thing, Resurrection Day. We don't need to be calling it Easter anymore. If you call it Easter and you let your children hunt Easter eggs and do all that stuff, you're committing blasphemy. Because you're basically saying, hey, we worship Baal as well. And just pull it up and look. Baal was a fertility goddess. Lord of the rain, fertility, yes. Evil stuff. But I bring it up because that's what we need to prepare for. We need to prepare for the Holy Spirit to come in like a tornado. And he has been coming in like a tornado. I mean, have you noticed the stronger than usual winds? The adverse weather patterns? These are not normal weather patterns we're having. These are things that happen when the Holy Spirit's unleashing himself on the earth. But people have to pay attention and know it's him. They have to be willing to accept him to come in and take over. They can't just sit there and say, Oh, I know Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior and blah, blah, blah. No, it needs to be, I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And yes, here's the keys to the car. Take the wheel. Drive my soul where you want to drive it. Teach me and train me. And that's where we're going to. That's where we need to get to. And he quoted some more from David here. Peter did. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So God said to Jesus to sit at his right hand 
till he makes the devil and all these people that don't want to accept Jesus, that want to continue in their evil ways, his footstool. Now do you see what's happening in the world? These people are being trampled on by the Holy Spirit, by God, and they're fighting it. They're going into bizarro world, freak out, shutdown mode. They don't want God to win. Satan is in panic mode. He knows what's about to happen. He knows the truth. He's trying to gear up to find a way out of it. Because God's about to put his feet down on the footstool, and these people are about to be crushed. And if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will not be crushed. Jesus Christ, Yahashua HaMashiach, is the name in Hebrew. And I feel we should really know his name in Hebrew. Why have we not learned these things? What is the reason for all this stuff being kept from us? Other than the fact that the Roman Catholic Church is the apostate church that was mentioned in the book of Revelation... They're the ones that brought in all these pagan holidays and said they were Christian holidays. Easter, where we celebrate Baal with the whole Easter egg and the bunny. And we've got Christmas where we're bringing in a pine tree. And I would need to look that one up again, but I'm thinking that that's a god in Norway. I had the information at one point. That dresses like Santa Claus but devours children. But they've twisted that one to make everyone worship this guy. I mean, the Roman Catholic Church brought in evil, evil stuff and fed it as good. That is the apostate church of Revelation. Once you start putting these things together, you understand what is happening. Because what's happening with the Catholic Church right now? Oh, there's a big rift in it. They're getting ready to split apart. They are going at each other from both sides. You have the true believers that understand what's going on with it and want to go back to the ways that were supposed to have been taught all along. Then you have the Pope and his posse that want a new world order and want one religion that combines all the religions and want us to believe in all of it. And in theory, they want to be the new God of Earth. They want to be the ones being worshipped. They crave the power and the authority that they don't even have the right to. They don't have any right to it at all. Will they repent? Probably not. They're probably going to be crushed under the footstool of Jesus. But here's something what we can do. Let's just follow the, the lead from Peter. In verse 38, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So are you being called? you got to let the Holy Spirit take the will whenever he comes in. You can't sit there and say, oh yeah, I accept Jesus, dunk me under the water, and then not change anything. Not let the Holy Spirit convict you of anything. It doesn't work that way. Never has, never will. Here's another key passage from Acts 2. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. They didn't pick and choose. 
they had favor with all the people. They went out to the drug dealers, to the bad people, the tax collectors, the thieves. They had favor with them all. They tried saving them all. What do we do? Oh no, we can't go in that neighborhood. We might get shot. Oh no, that dude looks like he's a drug dealer. We don't want to talk to him. Why do we do that? We judge people by their appearance. Yeah, they look scary. But until you talk to them, you don't know them. So why do we do that? It's a reflex. We've been taught to hate our whole entire life. These evil people in power, namely Democrats, have taught hate. And they've indoctrinated people into hate. So it's hard for someone to accept the Holy Spirit and accept that there should be no hate in their heart if they've been indoctrinated, if they've been lied to. A bunch of people are going to be shattered here soon once they find out the truth. Truth bombs will abound everywhere here soon. We need to quit worrying about skin color, where people live, and all that other malarkey and start uniting and fighting for each other. We need to build that community. We need to live local and know the people in our community. That way, we can get that Holy Spirit fire going. It starts small, in a small community, in a small group of people, and spreads like wildfire. All it takes is the group of two or three together to get that Holy Spirit fire going. Then soon, you've got 20,000. You've got 30,000. You've got 40,000. You've got 50,000. And it keeps growing and growing and spreading out. That's what we need to be doing. We need to look at Acts 2 and pray that we have our day of Pentecost here soon. That we have a day where we can spread out and get the gospel to all corners of the earth. That we can save this perverse generation. That we can stop this court packing. We can stop these Twitter feeds being shut down because they don't like them. They hurt someone's feelings for telling the truth. So we can look and see all the things that we've been let going on and stop them. Stop them dead, cold in their tracks. We need to do it now. We can't wait. Things will only get worse if we wait. Yeah, we might be met with resistance. They might send the National Guard out with water cannons. They might arrest us. Who cares? Really? Is that the best they've got? Seriously, is that the best they've got? Like I've said before, they can't stop 7 billion people. It's statistically impossible for 1-10% to 10 of the population to stop the other 90% if it stands up and fights. If it stands up for freedom and liberty, which is what we're doing right now. All around the world. Did you not see the videos from Japan, from India, from parts of China, from Japan, from Europe, from Africa? During the election of them supporting Donald Trump, there were videos from Iran, from Iraq, Syria, Israel, all in support of Donald Trump. Then as soon as he lost, you saw Bizarro World kick in and go into overdrive. As soon as they did what they did, Bizarro World kicked into super overdrive. And now look, Israel's buying into the whole Great Reset. Other countries are buying into it. America's trying to force us into it. We've got green card 
passport, vaccine identification. We aren't screaming loud enough. We aren't making our voices heard. We aren't fighting against this hard enough. Because we're too scared of the resistance. We don't trust in the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you want me to bring you to another passage showing the power of the Holy Spirit? Because I can. Let's look at another passage showing the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, just look at the power of the Holy Spirit and his work in the Red Sea parting. He parted it 12 ways. Maybe that's where we get the, the saying, 12 ways to Sunday. Because the Holy Spirit parted the Red Sea in 12 ways. And then once the Hebrew people were over on the other side, he flooded them in and drowned all the Egyptians that were against them. I mean, look, we keep denying the Holy Spirit his power, but he's powerful. Maybe we need to stand up and let him reign, let him do his thing. Let him just do what he does, take out the bad guys, and let's get Jesus back on his throne on earth. His legitimate throne that he is going to sit in, help set up his government. Yeah, we're going to have to deal with him ruling with an iron rod for a while. But once we get the bad people out, once the cabal is gone, the evil is gone, a thousand years of peace. That's what we want, right? So we need to let Acts 2 play out in modern day. We need to let it play out. We need to let the whirlwind of the Holy Spirit play out. Otherwise, it will never happen. Or in all reality, it'll happen the most unexpected way. It'll happen with the tax collectors, the thieves, the drug addicts, the adulterers, the people addicted to pornography. They're the ones that'll be saved. Which, yes, we want them saved. Everyone needs to be saved. But Jesus will use the least of them and they will be the greatest. Remember that. The least will be the greatest. The greatest will be the least. So you need to decide. Do you want to be the least or the greatest on earth? Do you want to be a servant? Or do you want to be served? Because I'm telling you right now. These people that are coming to Jesus in prison. The ones that are drug addicts and coming to to Jesus. The ones that are addicted to pornography and coming to Jesus, they're wanting to serve a whole lot more because they've had a tremendous life transformation. They want to serve, and they will do whatever it takes to serve. From asking a church for pamphlets to hand out to random people when they see them, to just going out and saying, Hey, I want to teach you about Jesus. I used to be a drug addict, or I used to be addicted to pornography, or I used to be in prison for stealing a car or whatever. Let me teach you about Jesus. Those are the people that are going to come out. They're going to come out like a whirlwind. You won't be able to stop them. It'll be awesome. Because God will get his glory. Whether you like it or not, he will find someone that is willing to let the Holy Spirit take the will, and he will get his glory. Trust me, it will happen. He did it with me. I was willing. He will get his glory. Now let's get into some good news.
Here is some great news. An affordable housing landlord started an eviction fund and was shocked by she was able to raise $9 million. It's keeping 3,000 families in their homes. You can't get much better news than that. 3,000 families are going to get to stay where they're living. They don't have to worry about it after all this COVID junk and the government trying to find every way possible to take everything from us. Here's some good news. One year after Trump was mocked for sunlight COVID comments, research shows it's eight times more effective than previously thought. Wow, the man knew what he was talking about? Who would have thunk? He knows a lot more than what people realize. If you've seen pictures from when he was in the White House, he was studying physics, amongst other things. The man is very intelligent. So yeah, if he said, yeah, there's a sunlight treatment, we should try it, then maybe we should try it. Because vitamin D is created by sunlight and kills a bunch of stuff in our body. That, a bunch of foreign actors that are bad for us. So maybe we should listen and do these sunlight treatments. Another great story off the Western Journal. Dashcam footage shows officer and Good Samaritan pull man from burning car. I am so thankful that I am alive. Aaron Johnson of Norway, Maine was driving home early on March 17th when he lost control of his vehicle and crashed. He could not remember how it happened. He said he was listening to music one minute and the next he's in the hospital. He was wide awake when he was driving, listening to his hip-hop, just chilling along, and all of a sudden I wake up here is what he said. So there's dash cam footage of a cop and a good Samaritan getting this man out of his car. You know, that's amazing. We don't see that anymore. We don't see people stopping for crashes on the side of the road very often, unless you're in Texas like me. But these other states, especially the more liberal ones, it's all about me, 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 me. We could care less about you. So that's awesome that that happened. That's some great news. People looking out for each other. That's how it's going to be here soon. We're all going to look out for each other. In fact, we need to start it now. We need to look out for each other and help each other. Build that community. Live local. This man probably created a couple new friends out of this. We'll see. Only time tells. You know, I love stories about dogs saving people. Well, here's another one. A poodle in Florida has breathed new life into the saying that a dog is man's best friend. Authorities say a fire broke out inside a kitchen of a family's home near Lake Nona on February 11th. The original blaze is under investigation. Despite damage to the home, the actions of the family's one-year-old furry friend ensured that help arrived in time to prevent the damage from being catastrophic. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love it when dogs are so smart. They're so smart. The dog's name is Prada, and she it says without any other way to warn them the poodle set off the security cameras motion alert by barking loudly in the kitchen so she started barking and set off the security alert awesome news awesome news I just love animals I love dogs especially dogs dogs are your best friend I've got a golden retriever I love to death I've had him since 2011 great pup just love that's all I've got for today, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it, and God bless.